0: What if I told you that the best tool for your creative brain is this unassuming little piece of wood? Today, I want to talk about the amazing benefit and influence analog tools can have on your creative design brain. Hello, and welcome to Design Speaks. I'm Brandi C., and I'm thrilled to be your personal creative director, your quirky no nonsense guide to all things design. We'll uncover how to find uncommon sources of inspiration, dig into design process, and even chat with other amazing creatives in the industry. If you're ready to get inspired, explore powerful design strategies, and level up your design game like never before, you're in the right place. It's time to take control of your creativity. Let's go. First, I'm gonna share six reasons that these analog tools can benefit you. And at the end of the video, I'll share some of my own favorite analog tools that I use in my own design process every single day. Reason number one, let's start by talking about the science of neural connections. Okay, so you're probably thinking, Brandy, isn't this a design podcast? Yes, but, Since design actually falls into this middle of the Venn diagram between art and science, this is a perfect place to start. This trusty, ow, I just whacked myself, (laughs) this trusty pencil and paper are not things of the past but are actually brain-boosting connectors. Research has shown that analog tools like a pen and paper grow our neural connections, building understanding cognition, and memory retention. So when we can amplify these unique connections that our brain makes, it's gonna give your creative concepts a really solid, exciting foundation based in logic and creativity. You're gonna be shocked at not only the sheer number of ideas you come up with, but the absurd amount of unique and interesting ideas that will come out of simply ideating using the humble pencil and paper. Reason number two, tactile mastery. I feel this one is super important. Get it? Feel? Can feel? (laughs) pencil. The tactile experience of using analog tools actually sparks heightened sensory input into our brains that digital platforms just cannot replicate. The texture of a pencil, the sound scratching on paper as you write, Studies hint that this interaction might actually be a secret ingredient to sparking some of those really unique creative connections from reason number one that we already talked about. It's almost like each mark that you make on paper is an invitation for novel new ideas to come over and hang out. Okay, reason number three, focus sharpening. Now I know we are all so tired of battling our digital distractions while we work. You are not alone. I've been there from new social follower notifications, family group texts, all those open tabs in your browser that seem to call out to you, or at least they call out to me. Think about analog tools as your focus's best friend. They demand your undivided attention. It's almost like they help you silence the siren songs of notifications. P.S. You should also silence your notifications. Also, imagine immersing yourself in your ideating without the constant ping of emails and messages in front of you on a screen. That's the power of analog-driven focus. Number four, visual mapping. Okay, this one's really exciting for me. Visual thinkers, this one's for you. As a designer, you're probably by default a visual thinker. We solve problems using images, text, graphics, colors, all things that people see. Analog tools help with all that visual thinking. They're like a literal canvas for your imagination. This one is especially important to me as I incorporate what I call the word map method into every project. Creating a word map with analog tools allows for tapping into The places where ideas start. Words. It digs deep to find unique concepts and design elements that are needed to make a design. Word map. Whether you're sketching, concepting, wireframing, these tools create a blueprint that guides your design process. Your ideas aren't just thoughts anymore when you use analog tools. They can be strategic plans that result in true design greatness. They become a treasure trove of fresh perspectives, ground-breaking solutions, all mapped out on this analog canvas. Number five. This is a note. Number five is emotional resonance. Have you ever considered the emotional connection that your designs can invoke? When you incorporate your own handwriting into your work, it can actually infuse your creations with humanity connecting with your audience on a deeper level and making your creativity really shine. Something written with your own hands goes beyond fonts and keyboards, forging this genuine connection with your audience. Your creations don't just impress, they can actually really resonate. Incorporating analog practices isn't just about visuals, it's also about stirring emotions outside of how it creates emotional connections with your audience. Using your own handwriting during your ideating process, sketching out ideas and for say, a word map, helps you start to own your own unique visual voice. By embracing your own handwriting, you can actually embrace what you alone can say visually. Number six, last but definitely not least, It's called neuroplasticity. I know it's a big word, but it's a game changer. It's basically the brain's ability to adapt and transform. Analog tools work your brain muscles, making it more flexible. Your brain becomes this sort of playground for fresh ideas, helping you become a creative innovator and problem solver. We all have the potential for adaptability. Analog tools encourage our brains to sort of rewire with each stroke, of that pen or pencil, you're actually building connections that enable that growth and rewiring. Regularly using analog tools is like a workout for your brain, strengthening that ability to overcome design challenges and break through all those crazy creative slumps that we can all have from time to time. There you have it, my fellow creators, the science-backed reasons why embracing analog tools can revolutionize your creative process. From neural connections to tactile mastery, focus to emotional resonance, the incredible power of of neuroplasticity, analog tools are absolutely a force to be reckoned with. And now, as promised, I wanted to share with you a few of my favorite analog tools and how I use them. So first let's talk about pencils. I use a variety of pencils depending on my mood and what I'm working on. However, I do have a trusty few that I come back to time and time again. My number one trusty standby is a Plastic Bic pencil. When I first started designing, I bought expensive mechanical pencils and quickly realized a couple of things. One, I lose pencils all the time. So buying expensive metal, heavy mechanical pencils was just not sustainable for me. Also, I break a lot of lead. Another reason I really love these pencils is when I'm sketching out ideas at a thumbnail scale, or working on a word map, I like to be able to write small and work in details without constantly needing to sharpen my pencil. And as a bonus, they come in lots of really bright and fun colors and I can choose one based on my mood. So that's a plus for me. The other pencil that I've really grown to love in the last few years is the Blackwing. These are all Blackwing while the downside of these is obviously that they need sharp, sharpening that's also kind of an upside because i'm able to use them to make thicker or darker lines that might that i might need in any sketching scenario i love that i can choose different hardness of lead that again helps um, give a darker look or a light look depending on whether i need to be more precise or i need it to be more smudge worthy for sketching so i can't talk about pencils needing sharpening also without talking about a tool that I use that I unexpectedly fell in love with. My husband bought me these two tools a few years ago for Christmas. They are made by a company called Maker's Cabinet. I never thought I would actually love them as much as I do. The pencil sharpener actually allows me to give a really precise and custom edge or point to any pencil that I sharpen. Although... Because it's this crazy blade, I could also sharpen the tip of my own finger, which is nerve-wracking, but it's amazing. (laughs) The other tool that I really like using for creating is this one that does circle shapes. I can't remember the actual name of it, but it's modeled after kind of a camera aperture idea and is super useful in making curves and circles of all different sizes. So besides that, aren't these both just like beautiful? They have these little display stands, which I absolutely love. So I always keep these on my desk. As far as pens, I keep a huge bag of pens and markers and things for bringing out parts of the concepting in my word map method, as well as keeping projects organized in my planner. Sidebar, writing things down in my planner helps me. Oh, those are all blank helps me remember them better than putting them in a digital calendar. But again, that's part of the magic of analog, right? Some of my favorite pens are by this company called TUL. T-U-L. I love them. They feel great in my hand. They write super smooth. They're long lasting. And while they cost a little bit more, they are definitely worth it for me as part of my process and organizing things by color. But. I also don't want to lose expensive pens because, as we established, it's a thing I do. So these are my design studio use only pens. (laughs) Another really important analog tool that I use is highlighters. I don't necessarily have a brand that I prefer one over the other. I just like to keep highlighters around for ideating, concepting, organizing my thoughts. Highlighters, invest in some. Lastly, the paper portion of the pen and or pencil and paper conversation. Over the years, I've tried out lots of different kinds of notebooks, sketchbooks, drawing pads, and somewhere around the early 2000s, I really started to fall in love with sketchbooks that have a dot grid. I think the dot grid is particularly helpful for designers and creatives who really just can't stand to make a mark on a pristine piece of blank paper. Like it's, I've talked to lots of people that say it's really overwhelming. There's already something on the paper with a dot grid and it kind of gives you a way to mentally organize where you're going as well as, for example, if you are creating a poster or an album cover or a book cover and you wanna start sketching things at scale, You can do that pretty easily by just counting dots and creating that set of lines without needing to measure with a ruler or anything like that, it's very simple. So I will say that using my strategic process and word map method also gives you a way not to be afraid of that blank page that stares at you waiting for your ideas to come alive. But having a dot grid notebook is really a major boost to the analog sketchbook thing. My go-to analog sketchbook since 2008 or so has been the action journal by action method. Not only does it have the dot grid, which I already showed you, but it also has space on the side for notes and action steps here on the side, as well as a little back burner section for anything that might come up on the project that doesn't need your immediate attention, but that way you don't forget about it while you're sketching and thinking about things. So I obviously have a lot of other analog tools. I incorporate into my process and my strategic design process. But the ones I've shared are the ones that I use the most often, like every single day, and that I have personally experienced work best for keeping my creative design brain in shape. And I hope that they will help you also. So before you dive into your next creative endeavor, remember the scientifically proven magic that these tools can bring to your process. Find some for yourself, and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Design Speaks. Before you go, I wanted to remind you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform if you enjoyed the episode. Reviews help the podcast grow and improve and also lets me know what you're liking so I can bring you more of it. If you know someone who would like this podcast, please share it with them. I'd love to keep growing this community of designers and creatives. If you want to stay up to date with me on social media, you can find me everywhere just by searching at Brandy C. And don't forget to check out my website, BrandyC.com, for more content and resources related to the topics on the show, plus a link to my course on the strategic process. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Shout out to Colin of Vespertine for providing the amazing theme music at the beginning and end of the show. You can find him on all major streaming platforms or visit his website at vespertinemusic.com. Design Speaks podcast is a project of Brandy C Designs and is recorded in the shadow of the watermelon pink Sandia Mountains near Albuquerque, New Mexico.